Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for being here today. It's been a great conference. Uh, I was very honored to have the opportunity to speak to a full room of uh, investors, the foundation, uh, workers, uh, company owners uh, that, that are the foundation of our country and our province. Uh, but, of course, I want to start by um, having a comment on the recently released report by the Speaker of the Legislature. Like all of you, I was uh, shocked at the allegations that were brought forward by the Speaker. Clearly, it speaks to the need for uh, further audits. I know the Legislative Assembly Management Committee will be working on that. I spoke to my House Leader this morning. Um, Minister Farnworth is going to be working with other members of the committee and the Speaker to find a way forward. But it's critically important that we all work on this together. And I, I, I'm just reminded that um, when the events of last fall were unfolding, uh, the Liberal Party, the official opposition, critical of Mr. Plekis for taking action in the short period of time that he was Speaker to address what were clearly excessive activities by uh, officers of the legislature. And uh, clearly after 16 years of a sense of entitlement at the legislature, it's time to clean that up. And I'm confident that we'll be able to do that. Minister Farnworth is going to work with other members of the Lampsey Committee, the Legislative Assembly Management Committee, to find the best way forward. But I give uh, full marks to Speaker Plekis for having the courage, uh, despite the uh, just horrendous smearing that went on from the BC Liberals of its character. Uh, he has shed a light on something that all British Columbians are startled and disgusted by, and I think that's a good thing. All right, so my first question, um, it would be a fair statement to say forestry is in a bit of trouble these days, between two million hectares burned. Uh, milk curtailments, production curtailments, yeah. possibility of milk closures. What can you do to reassure that sector that there's a future here? Well, we announced just last week a coastal forestry revitalization uh, that's going to lead to more logs staying in British Columbia, more opportunity to uh, extend mills rather than uh, see the closures and the curtailments. Uh, the interior is a different story, and we've been working uh, from our swearing-in back in in 2017 on market issues to make sure that we have markets for our products. The softwood lumber dispute again continues to, to press on and we have now challenges with our other trading partners, particularly in China. So there are no shortage of challenges for the interior forest industry. We went through the pine beetle, we went through two of the most worst, two of the worst fire seasons in our history and that's had a significant impact on the fiber basket and we're gonna have to work through that. But I have every confidence that Minister Donaldson, leaders in communities, as well as leaders in the sector, are focused on that, and we're going to do everything we can to continue to see uh, forestry as a sunrise industry in British Columbia. You touched on it very briefly. Um, Export Development Canada has predicted that China will surpass the U.S. as net importers of uh, B.C. wood products. Yeah. Uh, but that was in November, and things have changed. So how do you, do you what, what is your sense? I, I traveled to uh, China uh, early on, and well, actually it was last year, prior to this uh, conference here in Prince George, uh, met with uh, those who uh, want access to our wood products. It is a clean, green building product that will allow us to reduce carbon emissions over time, particularly in those places that are used heavy on, on cement and, and uh, fossil fuels to create uh, uh, housing stock and, and industry. So it's a great opportunity for us. And for, uh, I guess, gosh, coming on 30 years now, excessive Provincial governments have looked to Asia to diversify our markets to the south, largely because of the constant harassment around softwood lumber tariffs brought forward almost on a decade-by-decade -decade basis 
by uh, producers in the United States. So it's been a conscious effort by successive governments, and we are committed to doing that as well. I believe that uh, the current trade dispute, which is resulting around an individual and, uh, and an extradition case that is still making its way through the courts, is a significant challenge. And I've been in touch uh, with the uh, Consul General for China here in, Van in Vancouver, uh, made it clear through Minister Ralston, who's responsible for trade and responsible for diplomatic relations, uh, that British Columbia stands ready to be a free and fair trader with everyone in the world. And uh, any disputes between Canada and China should be just that, Canada and China, and on uh, the economy and on our ability to provide a quality product to the Asian market, particularly the Chinese market, we stand ready to continue to do that. Um, welcome to Prince George. Good to be back. Um, speaking about uh, going back to the forest fit and the changes that you announced a couple weeks ago, will this result in um, non-renewable licenses being more available to uh, uh, smaller producers, i.e. not the majors, yeah. and, uh, and what kind of changes are coming to the BC Timber Sales Program, sort of the same thing? Is, is it going to be within reach to some of the smaller producers and those who don't have deep pockets? Well, we want to make sure, first and foremost, that the surrogate bidding that's been blocking small operators from accessing BC logs is stopped so that we don't have people bidding on behalf of other people. We have a fair and free and open log market. I believe that's the beginning of success for those who don't have access or tenured access to fiber supply. There's a number of other changes that we announced on the coast that will be also making their way through into the interior. I believe, first and foremost, we want to make sure people are working in our forest industry. Uh, that has been the way of the world for Prince George, for example, for, for uh, Mackenzie, all the way out to uh, Rupert for a long, 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 long time. We want to keep that going. Similarly, in the caribou south of here, we have challenges where the, the fires were uh, devastating two consecutive years when we already had challenges when it comes to accessing fiber. So these are not solutions that will come overnight, but through cooperation and business-to-business -business relationships, we want to try and share the existing fiber so we can continue to keep companies going and people employed in a whole bunch of communities, not just in a few. I I take no comfort in that, though. 
I prefer, rather than vindication, I would prefer to have an independent, impartial clerk uh, making sure that the business of British Columbia is done in an open and transparent way. And issues like uh, excessive expenditures on what seem to be some pretty bizarre uh, items just doesn't happen again. We need to do something about that. We brought in the uh, Auditor General back in 2010 to do an audit that led to better practices that we have today. But clearly those practices have been circumvented by uh, the existing uh, officers of the legislature. So we have more work to do there. Uh, Minister Farnworth is going to be working with other colleagues, Liberal and Green, to find a way to bring in uh, an independent audit. The Auditor General of British Columbia, of course, is independent. They had done a review not six years ago, so they've already got the expertise. They know how the ledgers work. I think that's probably the best way forward, but I'll leave it to those Premier Horgan, um, welcome to Prince George. Welcome back, I should yeah. say. Um, how has your experience been at this year's versus forum compared to last year? Well, that's a good question because 12 months is a long time. And uh, I felt last year I was the new kid on the block. I'd been six months on the job. There was a sense, well, what's he all about? Who is he? Uh, some of you here, and I speak specifically to the person behind you, had met me before, they talked to me before, they knew what I was about. But many in the room last year were uncertain about that. Uh, there were issues that, that people felt were going to be foreclosed because I was Premier. One of them was LNG. Uh, and that was, I think, not so much because of anything I had said, but what my opponents had said about me. And so uh, it's, uh, you, know, you talk about vindication. Uh, I'm very pleased to be standing here a year later, having worked with uh, Indigenous communities, worked with the investment community, to see this large investments in Kitimat and across the north uh, by LNG Canada. So I think the reception this year was, well, he said that he was supportive, and here we are 12 months later, and we have a massive investment about to take place in the north that will create opportunity not just in Kitimat, but in Prince George and Fort St. John. And, right, and of course, the benefits were not just going to be in the north, they're going to be all over B.C. So it's very exciting. Uh, again, that doesn't mean that there's not challenges, and that it wouldn't be a day in my office if without a challenge. It's kind of been what I've done since I arrived, and but I'm very much uh, excited about that. I, I think that uh, adversity is uh, how you measure people's character, and we've had some adversity, and, and we're not out of the woods yet, as it were, with respect to uh, rights and title and working with the hereditary leadership in the Wet'suwet'en Territory. We'll continue to do that. The hard work ahead is there for all of us to participate in. But uh, the investment decision is a go. Uh, people are uh, looking forward to uh, a long period of uh, stable employment that will create stronger communities as a result. Um, we were just wondering um, if you have any plans to meet with the Wet'suwet'en First Nation um, and if you've already been in contact with them. Last August, I went to the office of the Wet'suwet'en and uh, Smithers, and I sat down with the hereditary leadership uh, for the day and listened, uh, not talked to, but listened to their concerns, not just about natural gas, but a range of other issues around rights and title, about children in care. A disproportionate number of kids in care in British Columbia are Indigenous children, and we need to find a way forward. We've, in fact, made progress with Wet'suwet'en and other nations on, on kids in care. Uh, but I have already established those relationships. It was, uh, I didn't go with a video camera or a brass band. I went respectfully to hear from uh, the leadership, the hereditary leadership in the community. And I think that puts us in a good position now, uh, having already gone to have those discussions, to continue to have a dialogue and find a way forward. So 
I'm very enthusiastic about that, and we have been in contact since uh, early January at the events uh, at the blockade, and uh, we'll continue to be in contact. All right, I can't let you out of my clutches without asking you, when are we getting a new surgical tower? Well, uh, that's a, you know, I, I, funny you should ask that, and I have to give a, a sort of a glib answer. I, I read in my notes that uh, Shirley Bond is complaining about that. And I thought, she said, in fact, that the way it came to me was she didn't think Fort St. James deserved a hospital before a tower was built here. And my response to Shirley is, where have you been? If there was a concept plan, Minister Dix would be able to affect it. And for 16 years, there was no concept plan. So we're going to do our level best working with Island Health, pardon me, Northern Health, uh, to meet the needs of uh, citizens in Prince George. But we also have to meet the needs of citizens in Terrace and in Dawson Creek and in Port St. James that were also ignored. 16 years. And we have an ambitious capital program when it comes to health care. Uh, Minister Dix has gone to places like Terrace, uh, where DC Liberals said election after election, a hospital was coming. And when we formed government, we went to the officials at, at uh, Health and said, where's the plan for the hospital in Terrace? And they looked at us as if we come off a, of a spaceship. There was no plan for a hospital in Terrace. So for Ms. Bond to say up on a tower in Prince George, if she wants to know the reason, she should look in the mirror. Great. Thanks for that last question. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to say that.